This episode of Drive is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Aora Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Leila McKinnon, here with a special bonus episode of Drive, a podcast about driven women delivering in their chosen fields in partnership with Uber Eats for a second year. I recently spoke with CEO and founder of the Aminata Maternal Foundation, Aminata Conte Bejer, who grew up in Sierra Leone and led a happy life before everything changed when she was captured by rebel forces in 1999. She was held captive for months before she was freed, and incredibly, she's gone on to lead a passionate and purposeful life in Australia. Her inspirational story has been told in the book Rising Heart. If you haven't heard the full episode, I urge you to go back and listen. Here, she talks more about the work she's doing with the Aminata Maternal Foundation. I often think if it weren't for the medical help that we have in Australia, half of my friends would have died in childbirth Mm. or of terrible morning sickness or post-birth complications. Tell me about how you got started with this and how you're saving lives. So I got started with my daughter when I gave birth to my daughter in 2012, Sarafina. As you said, in Australia, like we don't think about when we go to the hospital to have a baby. We're looking forward to seeing the the face of the baby. Even if you you know what sex you're going to have, I think as mothers, you just want to see that eyes or that, I don't know. Um, So I was really excited and my daughter was 10 days late and I didn't think anything of it because I knew she was moving, she's fine. And as I went to the hospital, of course, everything after a couple of hours... Um, I've had um, epidural, Every, everything just that was, wasn't right at all. I had about um, seven doctors in the room, and I remember uh, one of the head of the doctor was visiting. It was a Saturday morning, and she was wearing jeans and T-shirt. Uh, my husband has gone really quiet, and my mom's face was on the wall, didn't want to watch. But for me, and again, this is every woman, every mother, like your strength is on that baby coming up. And then as this doctor came into the room, she just saw that it was terribly wrong. And she went in to pull my baby without wearing gloves because it was that bad. My daughter's right hand got injured really badly. And what they were thinking at that moment, they knew that I would possibly have another child, but they didn't want me to die. Wow. So they were just getting her out so I survived. And they actually broke her yeah. shoulder to get the her shoulder. out yes, yes. to so save both your lives. Yes. So she's doing a swimming class just to get that muscle softened all the time. And I remember her, you know, when she didn't cry, we didn't know if she had survived. And, and they took her out straight away. And my my husband whispered in my ears because we had we didn't know we were having a daughter and said, Serafina. And after a while, we, I heard her cry and they brought her in. And she was oh. just perfect. And I think those couple of four, four days at the hospital and the doctors keep mentioning maternal health. I've never heard of it before and that word and it keep coming up. And I, I was just curious. And as I remember going home and start really researching about maternal health, the horror of it. And I think in my mind, because I've been here for such a long time and being an ambassador for UNHCR as a refugee, I knew that war is not something we could solve. But I just felt like it was so unnecessary for a mother and a child to die. 
during childbirth, bringing a life into this world should be the most joyful experience for every mother. It doesn't matter what part of the world you are. And to realize that at that time, my country, my homeland, Sierra Leone, have one in eight women died through childbirth and uh, still... One in eight. One in eight. And, and still at this stage, still the highest and the most dangerous place for any child to be born. And in fact, more than 200 times more likely yes. than a woman here yeah. to die in childbirth. Well, that's amazing. I feel like I don't need to ask you what drives you because yes. <laughs> there's a good reason to yes. get to work every day. Absolutely. We also spoke about remembering her beloved father. Every time you speak of your father, I see the yeah. emotion <laughs> yes. just well up within you. Do you look to your survival and what you went through and feel that love and that gratitude towards your father? Absolutely. I feel him. I was close to my dad. I was really daddy's little girl, but I feel him every single day with me, wherever I'm at, where when I enter into a place, he always used to say, when you enter in a room, you're the most important person in that room, but you're not important than anybody else. So I've never gone into a place. So I feel like when I go, I'm there with him and my grandfather, um, and I can see his cheeky smile. And I've never felt that I've walked into a place that I don't feel like I belong. And even if somebody doesn't feel like I belong, I never sense it because that is not my problem. So he's with me all the time. Do and you hear him in the way you speak to your children or the, the oh, yes. way? Yes, so much, so much. And that's all my siblings also. My son will always will ask me, oh, do you miss your dad? Just quietly. And I feel like maybe there's a place where he sends him. My kids, they know the story. And I think for me, also, as a woman of color, it was very important to tell the story of fatherhood because it makes such a big difference in every child's life, but also a daughter's life. From the moment I knew I was going to fall in love, I knew I was going to meet someone, and I knew they had to be the way standard of my dad. And that stayed with me. So the way I'm spoken to by a man or even my husband is the way that I know my father when he never rolled his eyes on a woman. And coming from a culture where men boys are so valued my dad was the opposite so because of that that value had continued to stay and I'll continue to pass on that to my children so yeah I feel closer all the time every day it's a great saying um, that saying that says the best gift you can give your children is to love their mother you yeah. know or yes. to, to show what it is yes, to be loving is. and in a, in a loving partnership that's beautiful I hope you've enjoyed hearing more from Aminata Drive is a future women podcast made in partnership with Uber Eats. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode and we'd love it if you could leave a rating and review as it really helps us to reach more people. 